Welcome everybody this morning. Uh, we appreciate our kids singing for us this morning. We enjoyed them. Uh, we appreciate Barry and all he does with them. 
just uh, thankful for the morning and uh, thankful to be in the Lord's house today. And uh, we're excited, I'm sure, as everybody, uh, for revival to start and um, just uh, all the all the good things we're anticipating that may happen. Um, we got some people we want to see get saved and uh, people need to get back in. Just uh, I hope we get some people to come to the revival that ain't been here in a while, maybe. And, but uh, we were talking, sitting right here this morning, about just uh, how everybody's uh, plate's full. Um, I'm sure everybody feels that way. Uh, we all got a lot going on with uh, just everything in life, but uh, let's all just try extra hard just to put that away for a little bit for this week and uh, just humble our hearts. And uh, I, know we'd, I know we're probably not going to make it every night, but just do the best we can and be praying about it if we can't be here and just... Um, I'm just excited about this revival, and I want to see a lot of good things happen. So, I'm my brother uh, Sean Henderson, dismissed Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house this morning, and uh, we need your prayers. This seemed like this has been a hard lesson uh, for me to, eat, to even to study it. It's been kind of hard, but, but uh, uh, I told Ronnie out there, I was thinking coming to church, uh, if I ever, and I, if I ever come to Sunday school thinking I got this one, then I'm in trouble. Uh, but anyway, if, if, if except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. So we just got to trust the Lord. And last week, our lesson was about Abraham. The Bible said Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And I was thinking this morning. Now, Abraham, you can read you can read about 
some of his life in the Bible. And Abraham was a, was a great man of God, but he wasn't perfect. And uh, he done some things that wasn't right. And, uh, but he believed God and his, his faith and his trust in God was accounted to him for righteousness. Same way with every one of us, when we believed God and accepted what he was offering us, it was accounted to us for righteousness. And I was thinking this morning, I'd like to be able, but I'd probably, I'd probably get exalted if I could do this, but I'd like to be able to say I've lived perfect since I got saved. But that ain't happened. And uh, Apostle Paul said, I die daily. And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I can't, I can't point my finger at somebody else and say, you've done worse than I have. In the eyes of God, sin, sin. And in the eyes of men, some things look worse than others. Maybe it is. I don't, but I, I don't want to get into that too much. But we've all sinned. We've all been failures. And, uh, uh, but anyway, Abraham, this was all about the, the starting out of the uh, nation of Israel. And God started this and had it in mind from the foundation of the world that Jesus was going to come through this line of people. And uh, he had that all set up before the foundation of the world. Uh, there's a scripture, and I, I like this scripture real good. And I've read it several times just lately I think but uh, in the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah about when God called Jeremiah and uh, listen then the word of the Lord came unto me saying now listen before I formed thee before you was even thought of by your parents more or less before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God had, God had Jeremiah's job all, all set up for him before he was even thought of by anybody besides God. And I believe, I believe he does the exact same thing with every one of us. Now God knows, and I don't I don't want to mess anybody's mind up, but God knows, or He knew before the foundation of the world, every one of us that was going to get saved. Now that that ain't saying that He predestined for just that bunch to get saved. He predestined that everybody if the Bible said it was not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God God sent his son that whosoever will, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And 
and he sent the same call to everybody. The Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And that's, that's past tense. God had that set up in eternity before the world was. That he, he ever, everybody, he called Adam in the garden. He didn't have no preacher then to send to him. So God called him himself, said, Adam, where art thou? And Adam had to confess his sin. He called me in 1956, and he, he showed me, well, that, that's, the reason, that's the reason he said, where art thou, Adam? He wanted Adam to know where he was at. He called me, where art thou? He wanted me to know where I was at. And it certainly worked. And uh, so God, uh, God had that all fixed in eternity before the world started. That was predestined. I'll give a, I'll say that much. The call of God to everyone in the world was predestined before the foundation of the world. God knew he was going to call me in 1956. And, uh, and he worked it all out. And this is how, how great a God we've got. My mom and dad wasn't coming to church at that time for some reason. And uh, so I wasn't either. And uh, Edna and Austin Mason come by our house and uh, to visit one day. And, and she was a Sunday school teacher, young people. So she, she invited me to come to Sunday school and said they'd come by and pick me up. I didn't have no excuse, so I said, yeah, I'll go. So I come to church, and, and that put me where I had to stay. If I wanted to ride home, I had to stay till after church. And, and God got a hold of me, and I got saved. So God, God had it all worked out, and he, he, work, he works it out. And just like Ryan was talking about our revival and, and getting people to come and so on and so forth, we never know what a, just an invitation will accomplish. If Edna hadn't said nothing to me about coming to Sunday school, I wouldn't have been here. And I've told you a lot of times when I was a kid, and I was a teenager then, but when I was a little kid, I didn't like going to church at all because mom and dad make us sit still, and you, did, you didn't raise no ruckus in church. Uh, or you went outside, and uh, and I didn't like that. But so I didn't like church. But that day when I left, I liked it real good, and I still do. And uh, but Abraham got believed God, but then he he sinned. But God. God is faithful. Now, he promised he promised Abraham some things. He promised him a son. 
and he promised him that in his seed was all the, all the nations of the earth be blessed. And, uh, and he kept that promise. If God's made you a promise, now there's some, there's some of the promises of God in here that are conditional. Up to, up to me whether, whether I fulfill my part or not. But then there's some of the promises of God that are unconditional. Like God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That, that promise has no condition on it. But for me, to, for me to take advantage of that promise and get saved, I had to believe. I had to, I had to believe that Jesus died for me. And, uh, but anyway, God, God promised Abraham, and I want to read a scripture. Thank you. In Galatians third chapter said, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed which is Christ. That was the promise that God made to Abraham. In, in his seed would all the nations of the earth be blessed. And uh, uh, scripture I try to quote quite often in, in Zechariah, uh, the Bible said there was a fountain opened in Jerusalem and part flowed to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. So that promise was made to Adam and it was made to me. And it's that ever, everybody that God ever made comes under that promise. And uh, so Ever, Adam got, I believe Adam got saved. And uh, I can't really prove that, I don't think, but I, I believe it. And uh, anybody got a comment? Okay. And that Abraham begot Isaac. Now, God made, God made Abraham some promises. And it seemed like the promise that, that him and Sarah was going to have a son, that was almost sounded impossible. And it, from the human side of things, it probably was. But God, uh, God's used to doing the impossible. He, to begin with, he spoke the universe into existence. The Bible said, by the word of God, the worlds were framed. And, uh, and God's, God's love brought salvation to us. And uh, that sounded to me, before I got saved, that sounded impossible to me. But God done the impossible. He changed my life. 
I couldn't tell you the difference. Somebody said just recently testifying, maybe it was Linda Stringfield, said when she went out of church that Sunday morning, it, it was some real bright. Everything looked brighter. Same way with me when I went when I left the church house that Sunday morning, the world was a lot brighter. And it's been brighter. That's that's been a long time, and it ain't wore off any. It's uh, if you if you where you can get a hold of God, this this world ain't a bad place to be, really. Because when you got a problem. You got somebody to talk to that that'll listen, and that can do something about it. I could tell you my troubles and and get you to crying maybe if I had that bad of troubles, but but you couldn't do a thing about it. Just maybe pray. But I've got a God. When I've got a problem, I can get on my knees and say, Lord, I need some help. And I I'll tell you what. I've been saved a long time, and I couldn't tell you how many times I've had to do this, get on my knees and say, Lord, I need some help again. And, and I, can say, I can say this de- very definitely. There's never been a time that he let me down. Now, there's been times I couldn't count the times that I've let him down. But he's never, he has never let me down when I needed him. And there's been some times that I I was having troubles and God just showed up. I didn't have to pray or nothing. He was there. How great a God we got. We we come to church, to come to Sunday school and talk about Jesus and testify a little bit, have church and and go home. And sometimes if we're not careful, we'll forget what went on in church. We need to, it ain't easy. This, this thing right here fights against the Spirit. There's a war, constant warfare. And, the, and these fellas back here in the Bible that we're talking about, great men of God, but they had the same warfare that we've got. They had the same devil fighting them that we've got. And uh, every one of us has got a job to do for Jesus. And that job, the main part of that job is to live like like you've been saved. Live for Jesus. Just live right. That's That's the main part of the job. And then follow the Spirit. If He says testify, that's your job. If He says sing or preach or pray or whatever... Uh, that's your job. Or invite somebody to church. Tell somebody how good it is to be saved. Whatever God gives you, that's your job. 
And uh, if we'll if we'll do our part, He'll bless us, whether our people believe us or listen to us or not. And uh, we've got a good God. So Abraham begot, and, and Abraham believed God, even though the promise God made sounded impossible. Abraham believed him. And uh, every one of us that's been saved done the same thing. We believe God. And it was accounted to us for righteousness. The righteousness of Christ was put down in our soul. Now, if we believe God, we ought to act like it. Abraham believed God, but then later on, and this ain't in this lesson today, but later on, Sarah gave him her handmaid, said, God ain't going to answer your prayer. You just take her and, and have a son with her. And he done it. And it caused him some trouble. And it still is. But, uh, uh, if we're not but now I want I want you to get this. Even though even though Abraham sinned, God still kept his promise. And uh, but God had a God had a reason in this. Of course he loved he loved Abraham and Sarah, but he was setting up the nation of Israel. The, the, as a, the way that Jesus was coming into the world. And he'd already, he'd already made that promise. So uh, God kept his promise to Abraham. By the same token, uh, the, Bible, the first verse here says, And Abraham begot Isaac. And uh, I think Sarah was 90 years old when Isaac was born. Abraham was 100. So it sounds impossible, but it happened. God made it happen. And it sounds impossible. And it is humanly impossible that a virgin could conceive and bear a son and he could go to Calvary's cross and bleed and die for us that we could have eternal life. This guy can't hear it right here, can't wrap his mind around that. But what I got down in here witnesses to me that that's a real thing. Uh, Peter, and in, in, uh, maybe the fifth chapter of Acts, he said, We are his witnesses of these things. He'd been talking about Christ's life and resurrect, death and resurrection. We are his witnesses of these things, and so also is the Holy Ghost, which he, which God gives to all them that believe. And I, I may not have quoted that exactly right, but if the Holy Ghost down in here will witness that all of this is the absolute truth. And uh, if, if somebody... 
when Jesus was baptized, the Bible said there was a, he comes straight way out of the water and there was a voice out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I believe God still says that every time one's baptized that's been saved by the grace of God, the spirit moves and said, this one's mine. I try to, I try to get my heart where I can feel God's spirit when somebody's getting baptized. I want, I want to get that witness. And uh, and God still does that. But so we've got the witness in ourselves, and the Bible tells us that. But and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah. Now, if you know the, the story, uh, Abraham sent his servant back to the country where he come from to to get Isaac a wife, and he asked. He asked Abraham, said, now what if she won't come with me? Should I, should I take uh, Isaac or send him, more or less? He said, no, he's not going back to that country. And uh, God don't want us going back to the country we come out of. And there's a lot of there's a lot of God's people try to. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna get back in the country where you was when you was lost, but you can sure act like it. And there's a lot of God's people acting like it. But anyway, he said he's not going back. You uh, you go bring her. And so she come with him and you all know that story, but And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Now, I was thinking, how many times, how many times do we pray for things, and God does them? And sometimes, like what I was talking about a while ago, he'll, he'll answer our prayers before we even pray. But did, did you ever, and this is just a, one of my thoughts, but did you ever have a burden for somebody that was lost and pray for them for years and years and years and seem like they never was going to get saved? I've done that. I couldn't tell you. I could name you three or four people anyway and, and that I've done that with that prayed for them for years. And uh, and God finally saved them, but it, He works things out in His own time. He knows the very best time to reach people. He knows when our hearts are the most vulnerable, if that's the way to say that. And uh, and He He will reach us at the best at the very best possible time. God. Don't want anybody to pray. He wants everybody to get saved. And he's going to give you every opportunity. And, uh, and it's a shame that people turn him away. And I come awful close. Scares me just to think about it. But anyway, 
So Isaac prayed to God, and and uh, sometimes sometimes it takes a while. God answers prayers in His time. He knows when when's the best time to do things. And he was setting he was setting this nation up, so he knew exactly what he was doing. And I thought, when God told Abraham to get out of his country and go go to a country that He's showing, I was thinking about this this morning. The people that set this church up here in Lima come from down Kentucky, and uh, I've thought a lot of times. God, God had a hand in moving them to Lima. Uh, my dad, my dad brought us here because he's he needed a job, and I suppose that was probably the way with a lot of those guys, and maybe maybe some of them that needed a job come and got one, and they let somebody else know there was good jobs, so they come. And in 19, in 1949, this church was established. They'd, they'd been having church in people's houses for a while before that. And uh, I remember, I remember one service I was in. I was probably eight or nine years old. I don't. I was just, I was just young. I don't even know whose house we was at, but they were, they was a guy preaching in two different rooms, and. Uh, Two different guys preaching, and uh, had some real good services. God blessed them, and look where it's come to. They, that Terry talks about getting saved in the block building. Linda did, my wife did, I did. There's a bunch of us here got saved in that little block building on Albert Street. And the building's gone. I, it's where the parking lot is over there now. The building's gone. But the works that God done in that building, are, they're eternal. What God done for me, that's, that's forever and forever and it'll never end. Now this guy you're looking at's going to, I'm going to lay, this thing's going to lay down and die. But I've got a promise, and this is an, if, if I've been saved, I've got a promise, and it's unconditional. Jesus is coming back for me, and I believe that. I, I'm looking for it. I remember when, when I first got saved, I hadn't been saved long, I was sitting in school over at Lima Senior looking out the window and wondering, I wonder, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? And there's been a lot of days like that. One of these days, that day is going to get here. That's, that's absolutely a fact. A lot of people say, where's the promise for His coming? That's, that's what the Bible said. They'll say, where's the promise of His coming? Since the fathers fell asleep, everything's continued like it was. Well, it's going to continue like it was till God says that's enough. And then it's going to be 
destruction, and and that'll be like no one's ever seen. But God's people are going home. Uh, and the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And anything, anything we need to know, we need, we need to talk to God about it. Uh, now, I've, I've run into scriptures before that I really wanted to know what it was talking about. And there's probably been a few times I've asked Terry about him, get his opinion. Or Ronnie, I talk to Ronnie quite often. And uh, different people, I, and sometimes they give me a good answer and sometimes they don't know either. But I've got a God that knows all of it because he wrote it. And a fellow told me one time, I asked him about a scripture, and he said, you pray about it, and you study it, and if God wants you to have it, he'll give it to you. And that's, that's the way it is. And, and, and he was right. But I, and I, that's another one of those things that it took years and years and years for that to come about. Because I was just a teenager when I asked that question. And I was teaching I was teaching this class over on Albert Street. And that come up in a Sunday school lesson and I still didn't know what it was. And God gave it to me just before I got up. So when I needed it, he come through. And uh that don't always happen, but it did on that occasion. And I, I'm not saying God don't always come through. I'm, I'm saying sometimes I don't get my heart where he can talk to me right. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And this was before, before they were even born. That, uh, God was saying Esau was going to serve was going to serve Jacob. And uh, so ja God had it planned that Jacob was going to be. Uh, I don't know how, hardly how to say it. He's going to be in the lineage of Christ. He was going to be the, the father of the tribes of Israel. God already had that figured out. Now, Jacob done some things that wasn't right. Isaac done some things that wasn't right. Rebecca did too. They were kind of a... I thought when I was reading this, this kind of a dysfunction, dysfunctional family. Uh, 
they didn't, they didn't, none of them get along. And uh, it said, Isaac loved Esau, and Rebekah loved Jacob. And how can, how can parents love one kid more than they do the other? That's beyond me. But that's what it said. And then the two brothers didn't get along. And uh, so they had, they had some problems. But God worked things out the way he wanted it. And he made, he made a, a great nation. He made the nation of Israel out of Jacob. And uh, you can study all the way down through the, the history. There's a lot of history in the old Bible. The book of Kings and book of Samuel and so on and so forth. Chronicles. And tells you about the descendants of Jacob. And there was very few of them, as far as them kings were concerned, that even attempted to follow God. There was a few of them that was real good people. But God, I'll say this, God's always had a church. When Jesus came, it was a pretty low point in the church. But I love that scripture where Simon held him in his arms in a temple and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace from mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Saved by the grace of God. And, and there was others, but even as low as the church has been, there's always been a church. As low, and I've been pretty low a time or two in my life, but I've always been saved since God saved me. And uh, when I leave here, go to heaven shouting. I, I believe that. I, I don't know that for a fact, I guess, but I believe it. Anybody got a comment? And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. So they'd been married for 20 years before they had any kids. But, uh, but God always keeps his promises. And he, he'd promised Jesus was coming through the seed of Abraham. And it took... I don't know, maybe three or four thousand years. I don't know how long it was from Abraham to when Jesus come. I know it was over two thousand. And uh, people probably 
thought about that. They, they knew the Messiah was coming. They'd been told that. It'd been preached. But the, the longer it went, probably the, the more doubtful people got. Like, like I quoted that scripture a while ago, where's the promise that he's coming? They probably wondered, well, when, when's this going to happen? But in due time, God fulfilled that promise. In due time, Jesus come and went to the cross and done, done the job to save the whole world if, if we'll all come to it. And uh, so God, God fulfilled his promise. And a lot of times, he'll fulfill his promises to us in spite of us. We're all, like I said a while ago, we're all fallible. We've all sinned. But God still takes care of us. You can, you can be wrong, and God will tell you you're wrong. You can be right, and He'll bless you beyond measure. And uh, so we, uh, I ain't got through hardly none of this lesson, but. Uh, God, God created everyone and everything that's been created. And he created everyone and everything that's been created for a purpose. And like I said, he knew. He knew Jeremiah and had him ordained as a prophet before he was ever born. So God knows, God knows what he wants you to do, and he knew it before you was born. And uh, if we'll follow him... He'll bless our lives. Now, Jeremiah. Jeremiah followed God. Great, great man of God. But there was one time in his life, and he was treated terrible. One time in his life, he said, I'm not going to speak anymore in that name. But then he said, there's a fire in my bones, and I couldn't 